style. Yeah, ain't no naps or listen, brother. If I don't get a nap, it's all bad. I never get nap time, bro, man. I'm like, gotta I be get hurting on sleep. Fuck all Trying that. Ten, crack the fifteen whip on hour. I, I, I need a nap. I don't care. Oh yeah, that's right. You older than me too. You like fuck. Uh, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to break my work schedule. So I can get up, get up, get my runs in, get my exercise in. Like five. That's my target. Five, six. Man. Get that in. Yeah. Work. Take a nap. Get a couple of hour and a half. Yeah. I need that. Naps. Yeah. Naps are 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 crucial. I can't. Once you hit like forty two, forty three, naps are I'm crucial right now. Oh, right yeah. now. All that sleep when you're dead shit. Nope. I need a nap. Fuck all that. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. But yo, I got my man AM1 in the house. Brother, please shout yourself out. AM1, <laughs> hey, what's good, Joe? I didn't even know we was live yet. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to my guy, Super Sly, Heavily Flawed, Individual, uh, Legend, as I was just telling the brother. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things. But yeah, you know, try to make sure, be sure to subscribe to your boy. And we're going to talk about yeah, a few different um, perspectives on, on this stuff. I'm going to pull your link and I'm going to spam it in the chat. Um, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is, 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 a, is a hot button issue. We see it for what it is, but I want to get it from your take. Controlled opposition, yes or no? Absolutely. Okay, okay. And why is that? Or, or can you explain to the people that may not see things through your particular lens and, and why that yeah, is? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, definitely, without a doubt. I mean, obviously, years in the game, UFC, as that's run up, his profile's run up, he's done comedy stuff, and, you know, he styles himself as more of a comedian, which I don't necessarily associate with the fear factor, all that, just his overall career, but obviously gets a lot of visibility from UFC. Podcast went crazy, ran that up on YouTube, controversial stuff, Graham Hancock, some of the, you know, wild ideas that, you know, kind of went to some different degrees. Ran up on there. YouTube starts cracking down more into the censorship, uh, tapering off certain topics. Can't touch those things because YouTube, Google, Alphabet is all part of this overall Skynet machine. If you don't know, you better know. Uh, and then, of course, we get into 2020, and I'll be careful with my words. Uh, we get into this narrative, this thing that they tried to tell us about. So then Google, YouTube is really clamping down on narratives and anybody saying anything that goes against their narrative. Wait, the Spotify thing happened before that, though, right? Yeah, so... Here, here's a question I have for you. Why did people think that he wasn't going to be in somewhat ways censored? It's a hundred million dollars. Like you, you, you're going to, you're going to oh, bow right. down. Like, I don't understand. Right. Or, or can you explain why you thought people thought he was going to be just free willy nilly because of the, of, of the amount of money they paid him? I guess they figured it would be like a counter to the idea of YouTube clamping down more because Spotify was trying to capture more market share with that podcast market by getting him because obviously they're really running up on the music stuff. So I guess people in some weird fantasy land thought that he, he was going to have more freedom to say whatever he wanted to say, but not realizing yet yeah, they handed you a big bag of money. And part of that was to buy out some of his catalog. My understanding is straight away when they brought him over there, they immediately took down some of his old videos. They took or down didn't 70, transfer 72. Or make available. Yeah, 72 episodes. Yeah, so some of the stuff they're like, nah, we can't really rock with that. We ain't going that far off the deep end to some of the, the out there stuff. So, yeah, I don't understand why people are thinking that, and I think that's part of the point. They want to create this illusion that some of these famous people are not with the overall program. So it's controlled opposition. It's literally like we want to have the mainstream narrative 
the narrative that we want to feed to everybody. We understand that there'll be some people that are on the fence and not necessarily bought in. There's some people who are totally not bought in that are questioning everything using actual like objectivity and seeing through the nonsense of obviously corrupt mainstream media. I mean, if you don't know they're fully corrupt, you better figure it out. Uh, so yeah, I mean, controlled opposition, obvious tactic. It's you know military science, uh, psychological operation based type stuff. Like have a counter person that's actually a part of your team. Your team is doing something nefarious. You got to be real slick about it to not as to not wake people up too abruptly. You understand, mass majority of people are asleep and just you know do whatever they're told and fed through mainstream media. Then there's that other ten percent that's kind of like, nah, that's crazy. I did eighty percent. Some people are. Uh, able to be swayed and woken up they're more closer to you know frequency where they can be awakened so that other 10 percent that are questioning everything are a danger to them so I, i'm on, i don't know if i'm going too far with this i'm just no, no, for the, no, for the good, listeners good. that are yeah, 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 understand yeah. the concept of how this whole mechanism works it's all psychological indoctrination mind control tactics without a doubt it's the ultimate weapon to be able to socially engineer population to do ultimately whatever you want if you control the media uh, I'm a videographer, creative consultant. I've been doing this kind of work for years, events, uh, visual media, made a decent career uh, for myself out of the Bay Area, doing this kind of stuff from the Bay to LA, uh, around the country, around the world, getting, you know, flown out to different places to, you know, shoot videos and whatnot. Had some offers to go do more mainstream video, hip hop music type stuff, event stuff, even on a deeper level, backed off that because I got a, a lot of people that, you know, are, at, has, have hit higher levels who told me just to chill and stay where I'm at. But just understanding this stuff from, you know, high level Edward Bernays, uh, uh, public relations, PR type, social engineering, just really studying this stuff. I realized, yeah, it's one of the most ultimate weapons. So back full circle, certain key people, I might even throw in a Jordan Peterson, certain key people, Tim Pool, certain people are gatekeepers on the information. They, they'll go a certain extent, but they won't go all the way with some of these things that are totally contradictory to the narrative. So there's like barriers in place to where uh, if we don't get you there, you escape through our first fence to fence you in. Then we got somebody else that's going to seem like they're, yeah, come over here We're we're awakened. We're thinking about it. We're thinkers. We're you know what I mean? We're we're not with them, but they're really with it. Controlled out. OK, I kind of want to get into a, a, a mini segue. You had chances to go mainstream. They told you don't do it. OK, and we see this blind uh, almost self-blind um, this mask put on when it comes to certain people that's about to crack mainstream or whatever we call, we want to call it urban mainstream because we know there's there's mainstream and then there's like the chitlin circuit so to be fair right. you had a chance to to go there they told you don't do it because you I would assume your people cared enough about you to say you know we don't want to see you go down this path don't do it okay and then can you speak to why people are, are, they'll come to us and be like, yo, you see who, what they doing for this and this and this? Okay, yeah, but your guy's doing the same thing to get there. Can you speak to almost like the cogn cognitive dis dissonance that people have when it comes to certain celebs? And then when you see somebody about to become a celebrity, then it's like, well, he doesn't have to do that. They, they're different. Some of it, I mean, it's just boiling down to the psychology of people living vicariously through other famous people. So, I mean, I got over that a long time ago because I've met a lot of famous people and realized just just some knucklehead dude. Like most of these people are stupid. Like I've I've been like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Like, man, all these years I looked up to you and then I meet you and it's like, you stupid. You like homies of mine from around the way. So some people just exalt other people and put them on a higher 
pedestal and think like, oh no, they don't have contact with behind the scenes of sort of mainstream media fame type stuff and realize these are just people relaxed. So I guess there's a disconnect in thinking about fame relative to money, money. There's people that got millions of dollars, hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars who are absolute dummies who are so dumb just in general, like their overall level of consciousness and people, you know, have bought into the idea that fame and money equates to you actually know what you're doing and are not hip to the game that a lot of these people are put in positions of power or pseudo pseudo power. Maybe they have money. Maybe they don't have control over their money. Maybe they have handlers who <laughs> decide what they can and can't do. So it's like, you're not even free. You're rich and famous, but you can't even do anything you want. Or you can be canceled and shut down if you go against what somebody's telling you to do. As far as the idea of, you know, people teetering on some kind of mainstream success and, you know, I, I don't know how much you want to get into that, but, you know, we have an example that's right from sort of like YouTube, right? We watch people hit certain levels and are tapping into the mainstream about to teeter into that. And yeah, if there's people that are, these people are going against their messages, obviously some of their messages can't go fully into the mainstream. So they got to do things that are questionable. Uh, going against their message, it's it's pretty easy to see. Uh, I'm not sure if I if I encapsulated that right, but yeah, some people are just brainwashed to the degree that they want to live vicariously through these people. And I, I don't know. I mean, I get it. There's a lot of uh, let's say brothers out here that you know weren't raised with their father having some guidance, so they are projecting that onto some of these other people too. So people just can't do no wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> so to, you know, protect them for whatever. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's a that's a slippery slope. Ultimately, it's a losing game. Um, is fame for the average person like the ultimate form of validation, which is why the business will never run out of people dying to get in. And I, it, you come across it too. People are like, oh, if we all woke up to the to the evils of the music business, like, stop. Like, <laughs> it's never no. nothing's going to change. No, no, there will never be an end of people. As long as there's something like a mainstream that says our screen, our microphone, our megaphone, our system is the system and we pump the loudest and we can get you in front of millions of eyeballs and you can be famous. I mean, with the proliferation of this and this weirdo stuff where it's just look into a screen and take pictures and selfies, it's only getting worse. Like the 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 sort of narcissism component, the people seeking validation through other people by way of double tap for like and it, it's only worse at this point and then if you want to add in the extra economic dynamic to it the more people that are going to become impoverished by lack of jobs automation if you want to talk about inflation of the dollar more broke people creates a scenario whereby more people want to have fame or at the very least a distraction from their mediocre corny ass life so yeah no more people are going to want to move into this pseudo fame thing and they're going to be willing to do whatever things that are real strange for that change the money element the fame element is like the ultimate drug for a lot of people so yeah no 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 <laughs> there will be more before there's less like no absolutely you can know all how shady it is people been knowing for years i mean 20 years i've been hearing about all the funny stuff to get into hollywood get into the rap game i've had like heavyweight artists tell me yeah it's like that yeah I'm, i know you know what i'm talking about uh, certain things you got to do. Like, you know, you hear these legendary stories, but I've heard people say it. Um, and I've heard people say, yeah, don't go too far into certain things and you don't want to get certain invites to certain parties to get offers made that you won't want to refuse. Yeah, no, no, no. There, there's plenty of people who will go do it 
I need my fame. I don't care. I'll do whatever. I'm trying to get my money up. I'll do whatever. So yeah, more people will do that. And some of the people that, like I said, want to live vicariously through these famous people, or even if you want to talk, you know, Manosphere, you're coming up, you relate even more to these people. Like, man, I've been on panels with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a part of, I'm, I'm on their, I've joined their channel and I'm a part of their channel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and some of it is you gen, genuinely want to see a brother that's saying a certain message and that's kind of rocking for black men, masculinity, countering sort of this mainstream hyper-liberal fake woke stuff. You're like, okay, cool. I'm with that. As they start approaching new lanes and maybe start teetering off the message, then it's kind of like, hmm, now you got some decisions to make. Do you, do you going to keep rocking with it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I see it for what it is. Like, as soon as you start going into mainstream and it's like in a, uh, a way that cannot be, it, it's just certified. You obviously go on that route. Then it's kind of like, no, nah, I'll fall back because I, I'm not of the belief that black men should be trying to pursue mainstream looks. And that comes from OGs who told me that. And just everything I've seen about what that is, the cost is too high. You might be rich. You might make money. The price is way too high. I mean, there's white, super duper famous people that said the wrong thing and got super duper canceled. That's white folks. Let me, let me address that. You're right. But for those that say, well, the image of the black man is so in the toilet, we need more brothers to, to go mainstream to help counter the narrative. Is that a silly idea, a silly thought at this point? Or is that just a silly thought to begin with? Because they'll never... Um, it's not in their best interest to put black men in positive certain lights. The one shining aspect is Denzel. Denzel versus the other hundreds of black men every day that are shown in, in negative lights. Okay, Den- Denzel and Idris. But then if you look at the roles they're most famous for, um, Denzel getting shot in the ass by a white cop, right? He played a crooked cop, got, they, they gave him an award for that. And then Idris, people f- tend to forget that in Beats of No Nations, he was a child molester. Mm. And he right, got praised right. for that role. That's what pretty much put right. him over the top in Hollywood. Is it, Should you tell brothers, stop. It's not, explain further why it's not in the best interest for black men to go mainstream. There's just no way. I mean, you can't, a lot of brothers talk about this WS system type stuff. And obviously, again, the, the media, entertainment, psychological warfare is one of the best weapons that they have. It's literally the best weapon. It's better than any kind of kinetic warfare. You can control populations by way of, using the allure of hype and fame and all of that before you even get to the money, just the hype and the fame and just not having a mediocre life. They got everybody under a spell. It's literally Hollywood, the spell, wood of the holly tree. You like, you understand what I'm saying? Um, they, they casted a spell on everybody by way of this enchanting allure and this frequencies through the screens and the, the silver screen and just all the symbol symbology behind that. There's just no way. I mean, they're not going to let black people, black men, of course, black men, the ultimate threat to their system, you know, it could be argued. They're not going to put black men in a position by far to capture a market share of that and be able to have some kind of real power and represent and show real like masculine men to any high percentage. It's just not going to happen. You talked about Idris Elba, Denzel. Yeah. Out of the vast majority of other brothers that are nowhere near going to get that level of shine. And then just how it's outweighed by the overall totality of white mainstream media, Hollywood film elements. There's the fractions, the percentages are way skewed. So no, I get the idea of saying, yeah, we need more brothers to break through. Yes. The, the thought process 
is logical, but it's not strategic. It's not tactical because that means you're not looking at the totality of it. Like you can say, well, what? Let's even say if black folks, black men with some positivity captured even a 5% market share out of 95% over the last 50 to 100 years, like, bro, stop it. <laughs> it's just no way. Okay. The, the mathematical odds are just too skewed. So no, the only logic is to have some kind of underground situation like how hip hop could have was and could have should have been and should have could have should have would have stayed. So it's not weaponized. I mean, if hip hop didn't tell us anything, they hijacked that and weaponized it and uplifted the most. Can, can we cuss on here? The most. Yeah, 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 yeah. The most nigga shit level shit and prop that up for, you know, take of that, say of that what you will. But that's what they did. There was diversity in thought. There was uh, it was a new thing going from 80s into the 90s. They figured it out. We're going to take the most gangster, crazy shit straight out of the dope era, elevate that, elevate that, and then take even a lower and lower subsets out of it. Now, fast forward to 2022, it's drill shit, and it's mirroring like real-life street culture. I mean, just to use that and extrapolate that towards the Hollywood, like mainstream uh, television show, social media, like hybrid con concept, like, nah. We don't want no parts of that. It's only ever going to be used against us. Like hip hop is the ultimate model. We got to go a whole different way and make a parallel equivalent to something like a mainstream that we own and control. I say keep it decentralized. That's the only way it's going to be protected. I agree. But I think the problem is you have too many people, too many regular folk that want to be famous. And sure. it yeah. will, will actively work against keeping it underground. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, Again, to say keep it underground, in a lot of instances, it means starving artists. You're doing it because you want to do it, and it, does it pay? And if it doesn't pay, you got you still got bills to pay and keep a roof over your head. So how much can you do it as a passion project or a project of love or as art? So sooner or later, if I can leverage this for some money and it dilutes my message, now I gotta consider some things. Do I gotta do I want to go punch some clock at some stupid ass job, or do I want to have a voice? be a black man, be kind of free to do, say what I want to say, but certain things I can't say. So I got to self-censor or I got to do some things that maybe some handler wants me to do. Interesting predicament, right? <laughs> so yeah, I see how it is. It'd be a very hard challenge to keep it decentralized, to keep it underground if it don't pay because the money is there. Right. <laughs> so I see the challenges. I'm, I'm very realistic about it. Do you fault those that say, you know what? I'm tired of starving. I got a family to feed. If this is my way out, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Do you fault those people for making those type of decisions? Man, even, I mean, if, that's a hard... even when they get up there, they're told, okay, now look, we let you up here. We need, we need this narrative out of you. We need you to steer the people into this direction. Yes. And, and I say that with the idea that I'm glad that I'm not in their shoes. I don't envy their situation. But it's easy for me to say from where I'm at now, I have more like sort of sovereignty over my position because I get to pick and choose my work. I work for myself. I wake up when I want to wake up. I fire clients because I stay in my lane and nobody can tell me what to do. I passed up on uh, tens of thousands of dollars in gigs just because it didn't go with my morals. Right. It went against my principles. So when you get to a certain point and yeah, you got a family, you got bills, you got mortgages, you got all this stuff and they need you to going a certain trajectory. Yeah, they are to blame. I mean, it's again, it's hard for me to say because I'm not there. I'm not in their shoes. But from where I sit and just overall as a man, 
when you start doing things that go against your integrity and if you want to talk anything like your likeness so other black men or black people black community do things that are going to walk people into more enslavement more poverty more just nigga shit living or surviving or struggle that's unacceptable man i mean you got to live with that like live or die at some point that you know universal energy that's going to come back to you on some level so now i'm gonna have to say i gotta pass on that and i to this day have passed up thousands of dollars and stood on what i'm saying but again i'm not in their shoes but yeah i would say it's not a good look so yeah like pick and choose what you do don't get too lost in the sauce with that stuff don't even ever be in a position where you're confronted with some stuff because it will somebody put the right bag of money in your face they might get you to do some stuff that goes against your morals and if they can make it make sense they get in your ear right they put the right uh, under the right influences yeah nah. <laughs> gotcha uh two-part question if you had a family would you still make that resolute decision first secondly does do the majority of people have a price the majority of people have a price, yes, okay. absolutely. Especially when you add in the family element to it, right? Because how do you stare in the face of your son or daughter and at the same time stare out into the distance and see like miles of traffic as people tear themselves out of bed and go drive and commute and punch in at some stupid-ass punk-ass job and do that and be like, I do that or I have to go do this or just be broke or there's homelessness or you know we don't talk about the economic situation and the current trajectory do i want to be a part of that or do i want to just do certain things and i can even justify it more because i got my little ones i got to think about so, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's the I ultimate justifier though, right? i think is is if your family is taken care of then the hell with what everyone else thinks because you did what you're supposed to do as a man to take care of your family it's hard to to go against that justification like i i could knock but then, like you said, it's at, at, at the expense of what? The people? And now, But ultimately, your children, too, Okay. in the long run. You see what I mean? Because okay. if you want to talk about the idea of some kind of a, I don't know, image or community trajectory, you can't say, I want there to be a future for black people. I'm coupled with a black woman. I have black sons and daughters. But then I'm going to turn around and promote some nigga shit that's going to ultimately bite us all in the ass down the road. So then when my daughter grows up, it ain't nothing but raggedy ass niggas out here. Well, I kind of helped that along. Oops. But they got college degrees. Ugh. Okay. I'm glad you said that. My favorite example is young Jeezy, right? Where he had the picture of his son graduating college and they jumped him for like, hey, you told our kids to trap or die, but yet your kid is out here graduating college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I, I didn't see him losing any sleep because in his mind, it justified the ends justified the means his kid is is well off to do in a certain class of, of black folk that may not have to mingle with the rest of the people i right. don't i don't see how you combat that at the end of the day to be honest with you you can't okay you can't no plus here's another thing and i'm gonna say this and it's super crude and i don't think i've ever said this on any kind of like uh platform but ultimately there's this thing right where the the controllers at the top of the the apex predator class right they say that they want to control to whatever degree populations of useless eaters, right? You've heard yeah. this phrase, right? Yeah. So, and I think even at, and I'm sure you'll agree with this at right now, but as of this whole narrative starting in 2020, 20, you know, 2019, depending on how you want to look at it, but let's say March, 2020, that narrative, you know what I'm talking about that thing. Mm -hmm. They've pinned everybody into a situation of doing a whole lot of real useful, 
useless eaterish type shit. So then it becomes a matter of most people are proving them right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So at a certain point, it's like, well, wait a minute. Everybody is dumb. These niggas ain't about shit. So fuck these niggas. I'm getting my bag. And I mean, I kind of can't even front on that. Because, yeah, you niggas are dumb. You will walk yourself off a cliff. You will go eat fast food. You will go make yourself sick. You will do whatever. And when mainstream media tells you a certain narrative, you will bite that and chew it and swallow it and not ask questions. So what are we fighting for if we are standing on something? Is there really any reason to stand on some kind of principles when you're dealing with a vast majority of people who they're not standing on no principles? They are useless eaters. Like it's actual sheep. And sheep that might turn on you too. And be like zombies, like zombie apocalypse. Like, hold on, you gonna come and gnaw on me and tr- infect me. Like, <laughs> so maybe I just need to do for my family and just get the fuck up out of here. So they're gonna offer me a bag. I'm gonna be famous. I can move around the world, move about freely, avoid some of this weirdo stuff that they're doing to y'all and y'all demonstrating that y'all wanna be useless eaters. Maybe I'm gonna take that bag and not think twice about it. Sure, I'm gonna put my son through college, and when y'all come for me about it, I'm gonna just be like, <laughs> whatever, dummies. Y'all did it. Is it that does some of the responsibility fall on the people, those that are not uh, well versed in how things work? How much blame do you you give them as well? Man, look, I mean, obviously there's systems in place historically that have pinned certain groups down. Black folks and white folks. I mean, keep it a buck. I mean, the the predator class does not care about race. They're pinning their own people down. They will do whatever to whoever they just use. Obviously, within America, race at this demarcation point and this weaponization of, you know, emotion and pit white folks against each other because it's an easy skin color demarcation. We have these things. Almost everybody has this. These things are linked into databases that have almost the totality of human knowledge in them. There's no excuse to not notice stuff. Right. So... Yes, they are putting chemicals in the water to dumb you down. They're putting atrazines in the water to turn the frogs gay. That's all true, too. (laughs) They're dumbing people down. But in most cases, and you'll understand what I'm saying with this, they're they're putting you into a Faustian deal where it's like, yeah, you like that, don't you? We'll make it available to you. Go eat the fast food. Go watch the the war movies that are going to program your mind. We're going to put it out here for you. And then you're going to make the deal and sign off and go do it. Uh, you know, fluoride in the water, things dumbing you down. We'll put crack in your neighborhood. Now it's up to you if you want to take it or sell it or whatever. You see where I'm going with that, right? They're yeah. offering people like, we're going to lead you to the top of the hill and say, all this can be yours. If you just, you know, you see where I'm going with that. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's both, right? There is a system. There are people who are offering people certain things that they know that are going to lead them to their destruction. There has to be some responsibility to say, don't fall into it. The blame is on both sides, but ultimately, extreme ownership wise, I look at it myself and say, hey, I see what they're doing. What's my level of focus and discipline to not play along with it and to really stand on something? Because I do understand that my existence here is temporary and there's more to it. So I just got to stand on what I know to be true. So I, I, I'm going to use this. I'm going to go follow the science. I'm going to go soak up all the information I can. And then I'm going to actually act on it and not do certain things where they walk you into a trap, right? I'm going to stand on something. That's just me, though. Okay. But isn't the goal at the end of the day is to uh, create a lineage that uh, is to, to, to reach higher limits, right? Um, if, we're, if we're all trying to move up the caste system, isn't that 
isn't that the goal as I don't know, as most men if they want to leave children and, and wives and stuff isn't the goal to move up the caste system that way you don't have to deal with the direct society right no i see where you're going with that but uh, the way i see it now if you're going to talk about a caste system if the caste system and moving up in classes and you know notching up part of it is that the whole system itself is based on fraudulent ideas in most cases it's based on some kind of admiralty law fake you're not even your real self the capital letter name whatever whatever taxation all of that you're still playing in a corrupt house that's going to collapse at any time if they can inflate the money print money the whole caste system is based on a fake house of cards so no we need to go back to a situation where there is actual like they say sovereign citizen, which is a contradiction, but to be actual world citizens and be not citizens, but world sovereign beings. Like, mm. let's go to that. Let's go back to living off the land and not play their game at all. Most of the stuff they're giving us is part of the trap. All this technology stuff, even the work I do with, you know, cameras and whatnot, we need to go back to living off the land, the, the true stuff. So no, the highest level knowledge is let's go back to nature because where we're going with this high tech society, that's super good for us, right? You see mm. where this is getting us. You see where this is dumbing everybody down, making everything super convenient. Amazon pull up and bring you everything. You ain't got to go, let alone hunt for it. All you got to do is go on your phone and, oh, my whole grocery order's coming. Yeah. And making everything too convenient. Yeah. And walking everybody into a trap. And then sooner or later, they get to decide what goes in your body. It's all bad. So, no, I get what you're saying with that. But, no, you don't want to go deeper into their system. I would say figure out how to reverse their system. That's easier said than done. That's a whole other discussion. But, nah, man. No. Cool, cool, cool. We got to figure it out. Like, we got to go backwards. I want to kind of go forward. Gotcha. I, I kind of want to go back to Joe Rogan a bit. Um, sure. There's this war of the classes. It seems like Z's and millennials versus what's ever left of the boomers. Is that fair? That's the first question. Second, um, I was going to say this for Erica, but um, Neil Diamond, Joni Mitchell pulled their music and Spotify relented. And first apology came last week. Now we're on apology two from, for, from Joe. Is this a win for the boomers? No. I mean, whatever perceived win for anybody, it's all fake. Because all they're doing is playing mind games to walk people into a situation where they're taking away people's actual baseline rights, the rights we need to really secure more. Even the whole concept of the First Amendment, right, right? Like they're trying to censor him. So they're attacking First Amendment rights, but those rights are based on natural law, humanity rights, period. But that's where we need to go back to. So there's no win. If Neil Diamond pulls something and he apologizes first, nobody's tripping off Neil Diamond's music or this other woman, whoever she is. Uh, nobody's tripping off this stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, what what the, the controllers who don't like Joe and what they're trying to do with Spotify and Spotify's in this pickle, like, Spotify ain't tripping off pulling uh, Neil Diamond's music. Anybody tripping off his old ass music? So no, it's definitely not a win for the Boomers. And then I'm sure you're gonna get to it. But then they tried another move. So I'm I'm not gonna you know jump ahead. But uh, the next thing they tried, like hmm, this ain't working quite right. Quite right. He's playing it pretty cool. I'll do some certain apologies because he's playing the high road. Okay, good for you, Joe. Mm -hmm. You're being real strategic. You're playing that game. You're playing it back because you still got your podcast. You're still doing what you need to do. So sure, kudos to you. Right. But go, but go ahead. <laughs> no, you, you let's you. The door's already been open, bro. Let's go ahead and walk on through. It. <laughs> okay, so NDRE? Huh? Really? The skin bleacher. So we gonna go get her. So we gonna go get Neo Soul. 
late Gen X up into maybe Boomer vibes because of the kind of vibe she was doing. Some of her, you know, hits, low-key hits. She, I mean, I haven't been following music too much, but I'm like, they went and got her. And some clips of her, of him saying the, the N-word, right? So yeah. you're up, up on this whole situation, right? Yeah. So it didn't work with this Neil Diamond thing. And supposedly he has ties to selling half of his catalog to some companies that have yeah. ties to some of the other people that are sponsoring all the information and you can't counter their information. And oddly, it ties to some of the stuff that they don't want Joe to talk about in a roundabout way. Like, <laughs> wait, huh? It almost sounds like somebody tapped Neil Diamond on the shoulder to try to pull a move to try to assail Joe. And when that didn't work, let's go get this black head wrap. Neil soul chick, pull her out of their ass, foist her up and then use her as the mouthpiece to attack Joe on this, uh, N word situation. So now let's rile up the colors and get them all mad because we know it's so easy to pull their strings. Cause these people are so emotional, <laughs> like really. And let's do it with black women, by the way, too. Right. Okay. You see where I'm going with this? I do. Uh, am, I, am I far out? Am no, I, no, no, no. We're, 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 we're lockstep. We're lockstep. That's why I brought you Yes. <laughs> yes, girl. Yeah. I mean, bruh. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting back watching the whole thing like, I cannot believe these people. Because I see everything they're doing in whole moves. Uh, a homegirl of mine sent me, a, a black woman, she's like a journalist here in the Bay Area. She sent me the link to that. And I was like, hold on. She texted it to me. So I had to call her. I was like, what do you think about this? She starts going off. I can't stand the fact that they're trying to play black women like this. She was like, oh, so you get it. So, yeah, black folks, hyper-emotional, anything regarding race, N-word, go jump off a cliff, jump out the window, about to be jumping up and down. Oh, my God, how they pulled the George Floyd thing in the middle of the worst pee in a century. But yet you can go out and tear shit up over that. But then, oh, my God, it's this. It's fine if you with this because you got to protest this even though uh, the cases are going to soar and surge and all that, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but sure, go ahead, go tear shit up, go tear the towns up and go already hurt the other, the businesses that are already hurting, go harm those businesses even more, go tear up certain uh, cities where they're making opportunity zones. That's a whole other discussion, but yeah, you see what they're doing, like all kind of operations. Uh, but yeah, man, they're, they're tugging at the heartstrings using again, more psychological warfare. They need to get Joe out of there. They need to figure out a way to silence him. So they want to use now the, the hyper woke blackity black crowd. They go get her. She's not super relevant to this younger gen X crowd because <laughs> they want to come at him for saying N word in this beautiful compilation of well, what I would agree are out of context clips of him saying this word, but relative to other quotes from other people. But what difference does that make to illogical, irrational black folks that are just going to jump off a cliff or use it to chase clout and get mainstream clout, right? Because mm -hmm. let's jump on Joe now because we can get clout. And if we jump on him just right, somebody's going to call us and put a microphone in front of our face. You see, uh, here's, I, I'm with you. I I, I, I thought they would have got somebody way more relevant than NDRE. I'm like, who? It's almost to a, almost a running joke. But the Joe Rogan is is once again, I say they tapped him on the shoulder and said, look, we're going to run with this narrative. We're going to play with people's feelings and emotions. He was the most emotional group of people, black people. So he did an Instagram post. He's at a, uh, at a high end restaurant and they serve him. He orders some, some meal and it has a monkey face, right? And you could light it on fire and it's like a brulee or some sort, you know, they set it on fire, but it's a monkey face. 
And in the caption, they, he says, when people ask me how I'm handling this, he says, I send them this, plus I'm high off shrooms. <laughs> he just posted this the other day. So he's purposely stoking the, the, the fires. And of course, wow, you know, black I wasn't folk, aware of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matter of fact, go ahead. <laughs> Tell me how you feel about that. I'll pull up the picture so everyone can see. <laughs> Hold on, let me do this housekeeping. I got a, my bad, I'm a horrible guest uh, on live with uh hold on my bad gotta make sure i'm doing oh, my, you're good we're taking a phone break here. this is shady bro wow yeah, yeah. wait is this heavily flawed or super slow uh super slow oh, oh damn, i'm looking at it right now let me go back to his ig Hopefully he didn't wow, so I wasn't even aware of that. So wow, yeah, wow. He so just... yeah, he's totally stoking it and playing along with it. That's amazing. Yeah, man. No, this whole thing is all scripted. I mean, just to the level of this whole narrative that he's supposedly the opposition to. It's all been scripted. It was scripted before it ever rolled out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and again, you know, careful with what I'm saying about that. But uh... <laughs> no, man. No, 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 no. Yeah, he, he's definitely, yeah. It, they tapped him on the shoulder. We're going to run with this thing. So we kind of give this excuse. He, and here's the point, the other point you asked me about, sort of this generational thing. Mm -hmm. They need to go get somebody like NDRE because they want to stoke it up with black folks, the more like woke, hyper-liberal kind of, I mean, I like neo-soul, but, you know, just just sort of the stigmas attached to that, that, that those type of Negroes, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? versus the younger crowd that want to be more on the 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 hot boy hot girl trap kind of vibe right because if you're going to talk inward and talk about things that are harmful to black folks or might trigger black folks where well, there's plenty of stuff that black folks have in music that's way off the deep end ratchet and harmful to our own people so what you don't want to do is draw too much attention by getting somebody like somebody okay yeah i'm sorry you, yeah, you don't want to get somebody more relevant that's going to reach a broader, younger age demographic. You go, go, go pull her out of your ass just to use her as a, a, a black face to do it, to assail this position. He plays along. It ain't going to hurt you too bad. Spotify, streaming, I, I feel like it's more younger folks that are, you know, rocking with that anyway, even though that's a hustle because mm -hmm. you're better off selling your stuff on Bandcamp, sell a song for a dollar, make way more money than streaming to the tune of pennies. Whole different discussion. Uh, go get her. Because what you don't want to do is go get somebody like a Meg to do it because then somebody's going to come swoop in and be like, wait, so you got this younger person to come at Joe for saying the N-word. Meanwhile, black artists or whoever else is saying things far worse, right? Because it is a legitimate case for that. So you don't want to awaken people to or, you know, open that potential dialogue to too much. So you do it in a safe way by getting this sort of obscure chick like most Gen Xers. And Gen Zers don't know NDRE is. You feel me on that? You, mm -hmm. you see where I'm going with that? Oh, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very strategic. So, again, it's he's very, they're handling him very nicely as controlled op. We don't want to smash him too much because he's still usable, still very viable, but we at least got to play this game and make it basically give Spotify enough rope for them to say, all right, well, we can rein Joe in a little bit. And now we have a valid reason to do it because Spotify is trying to save face. Joe's trying to save face. So they need somebody else to basically get riled up. It's problem reaction solution, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's easy yes. to see what they did when you're really paying attention. You understand how this stuff works. But yeah, my bad too. I'm so long winded with it. But no, you're good. Yeah, I, just trying I, to break down the dynamics of no, it, right? I, you know, yeah, it's that's chess, why right? I this is why I, I I respect your your opinion so so much, man. So I had to I had to get you on here for this, but I kind of want to show what he posted on his IG. Oh yeah, I want to so see everyone else because for others who can see it. So this is like I said, he's at a high end restaurant and. There's a, like a monkey cake, like, and, and, and go ahead and play it real quick. Jesus Christ, Tony, you ruined everything. Why is that blue? Oh, it's fire. Everything is fire. We're born from stardust, folks. Like, wait, just so you know, I can't see it, but I'm oh, you can't. Okay, up. I'll uh, shit. Yeah, it's not gonna let me screen share it to you. Hold on, I'm trying to see it like while you play it. Uh, hold on, let me mute this. So yeah, I I I agree with everything you're saying. Oh, okay. It's yeah, it's a it's almost a joke at this point. But so many people care so much, and uh, are invested emotionally in into people, uh, into situations. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, for the, where I'm at, not speaking for you, but where we're at on this, you just gotta kind of laugh at it because it's like, really? Yeah, <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Like, I feel more moly. bad for those that are going to get upset over it, and it's like, like you poor don't. babies, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah, babies. right. Let me ask you this, um, Spotify versus YouTube, if this is a real competition and Joe Budden walked away from a Spotify deal, right? And I get into many discussions with other people on their platforms about he should have just took the money because now you're on YouTube with the rest of us. And at any moment you, you get out of line, you're gone. At least with Spotify, you got some guaranteed money and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Do you agree with that, or am I wrong, or is that a lesser of two evils at this point? If you're gonna, it's if you're gonna be at that level of the podcast game, this is my first kind of really wrapping my mind around this on the fly. My assessment is overarching, definitely the lesser of two evils, considering where Joe Budden is already at. I mean, there's something to be said for him to rock on YouTube. Can he take his YouTube audience somewhere off platform that's more of like one of these other more privacy oriented or, you know, first, you know, 1A oriented platforms? Probably not. Can he take it off of YouTube and just put it on his own website? You know what I mean? Like fully independent. Because I'm, I'm of the, the belief that it's better to be as non-mainstream as possible. He already is, though, right? So he, his best bet would have been to rock with that uh, Spotify deal. Because at least he has some protection to get some money straight away. He's still mm -hmm. going to have to dance to their tune, though. But there is something to be said for kind of going the the freelancer route, the free agent route, and rocking with YouTube. However, yeah, you say the wrong thing, they'll censor you real quick, too. So, I don't know. Considering him being him, he should have pulled a more of a low-key Joe Rogan and went Spotify route. If I were him, that's probably what I would have done. Of course, I would never want to be in his position anyway to have to make such a decision. Right. I say, yeah, like I, my goal, or at least the way I see it, do everything you can 
to be able to take your audience to something that's your own website behind your own paywall. Yes, but we all that's know the ultimate goal. You're right. But then it goes back to living off the land. And that means minimalism to a certain extent. If we're used to a million eyes seeing you on another controlled opposition platform and to say, you know, I'm going to leave all these eyes. Y'all come follow me when you might get 10 to 15% retention. Right. The average person used to that type of exposure. I don't think they would, they would bite. Right. Right. I, you're right. But I'm of the belief and maybe I'm tripping, but less is more. Cause the more you have to dance to these people's tune, the, he, he who pays the piper calls a tune like, nah, man, nah, no. It's like, I get it. And I guess, again, it's easy for me to say not being up at that level, but I don't ever want to be at that level. I'd much rather be smaller, play it safer, be able to say what I want to say, be behind my own paywall, have my own 10% following 10% of a million, hundred thousand. There are certain people who will like that. Those eyeballs yeah. make certain deals, make your own products, your own merchandising. You could live well, yeah. well, 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 just with that. If they are really rocking with you, right. just think you could have a million followers just to use that number. A million followers, million eyeballs on you that okay. watch you from time to time, whatever, whatever. But if you got 10% of those that really rocks with you and you drop products quarterly, uh, twice a year, every year on top of whatever AdSense, whatever other kind of, you know what I mean? Like however you, if you flex it right, you can be living very well, but is it below what you're used to? You got to figure it out. You got to adapt to it. Like, nah, man, less so- is more. Was Joe turning down the Spotify deal a step backwards? Yes. Okay. I mean, all, considering where he's at, he should have took it. If I was him, I would have took it because YouTube is clamping down. Yeah, They're going to limit what you can say. Or, I don't know, my guess is he's probably at the point of having some kind of handler anyway that says what he can say and will say, well, we need you to do this thing. We got to do these our friends a favor over here. So, yeah, he should have took the Spotify deal. Him being where he's I, at, I do, he I do it. too. Because, um, yeah, man, at least get that guaranteed bag. That there, there it is, there, you know. Um, shit, that's crazy. Okay, I just had a question, then I forgot it, and I'm trying to remember what the hell I just was going to, was going to ask you. I'm gonna say those other two questions for the end. Um, I'm just up. I love these the the highbrow chats. You know what I mean? Like some of this stuff be. <laughs> low brow it's like i could get i could do it but yeah yeah i like the more higher does minded. um the spotify turn into youtube as eventually as far as the censorship yes eventually i mean okay. yeah they got i think they gotta again they're trying to operate as some kind of controlled op platform they have more of the uh millennials and the zers so they gotta you know they gotta tiptoe it they gotta uh boil boil the frog slow but ultimately they will Cause, I mean, the NDIRE thing goes to show you they're very strategic playing chess about how they want to play the problem reaction solution game. They're real strategic not to blow the whole thing too wide open and create too much of a fuss about it, but to, you know, use certain artists as a way to target Joe in a roundabout way, even though he's in on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I see what they're doing. But yeah, they ultimately will clamp down similar to YouTube, but it will be more of a boiling frog kind of thing the way I see it. Okay. I remember what I was going to ask you. The whole perceived um notion of 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 one's value right so remember the whole dust up between monique and netflix and the the dividing factor was netflix said you haven't done anything in a very long time so to us 
your value is not as high as you would think it is because in Netflix's eyes, you're going off what you did in the past, right? I, I had said, well, why doesn't Monique just throw her own tour together, right? Because you see tons of comedians do it, right? Put their own little tour together, get the money, the proceeds, run back to Netflix and say, hey, this is what I did by myself. She didn't want to do that. So now the, the conversations come back again that, well, no, Netflix was wrong. They devalued Monique. I don't think they devalued Monique. Monique devalued Monique. What, what, what do you say when you have these, these older artists, performers that seem to live off what they did in the past? Like, come on, Monique? Like, she did what, when, how long ago? And you want to get mad at Netflix because they don't agree with your perceived value. So what's the best way to go about one's perceived value when dealing with these corporations? Again, I mean, we're in the age of supercomputers in your pocket. I mean, come on, everybody has access to content. You can do, you, uh, she could have did some kind of live stream event and, you know, set up the whole thing. She got enough money. She could have produced a show, a series of shows. It could have been five things, recorded them, bashed it together, did whatever. Like, I mean, she could have hired me to do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, she could have put, man, stop playing. She could have put together a million dollars, hired me to do it in a crew. And we could have went from city to city and made content that she could have then sold and made a gang of money herself and own the full IP on it. So uh, what? Oh, go ahead. No, is it so it's self-entitlement basically from on her on her position? Because I remember that it was a big deal. A lot of black women are like, yeah, girl, we we understand. And the whole let's boy caught Netflix. And I'm like, uh, no. I'm not canceling no. my Netflix over Monique. Like, stop it. This kind of bullshit. Nah. I mean, she she has a point, but no. I mean, sure, sure. She's a legend in the game. As far as she's a modern comedy legend. She she okay, wait, wait, went wait, wait, some ground, did some dick things. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's mainstream, and then there's Chitlin Circuit. Okay, within the Chitlin Circuit of black comedy, yes, I was, I would say she's up there as far as that black barrier. I mean, if we call those two separate things, and then there's a bigger audience i don't know i mean as far as comedy goes i feel like black people black comedians have a pretty big market share of the whole thing i mean if you talk dave Chappelle, just off, off top like but he's considered is, is she a great comic. black female comedian like is she a whoopi goldberg whoopi goldberg is like from the 80s though i mean that's general that's decades but, but you, when you talk female comedians she's usually up there with her gilda radner them people yeah, now I see where you're going with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's not, so yeah, I, I would phrase it like relative to, you know, we want to talk the black comedy genre. She's up there within that. But yeah, she's not broaching nowhere near like a whoopee type vibe. So I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, so I say legend relative to the black space. You know what I mean? She, she's done some things that were unique and I think she carved out a niche her delivery, the way she came across. I think she did some things to warrant kind of what she thought she was saying, mm -hmm. but grand scheme of things, what, that you're only as good as your best, your last move or whatever, some, something yeah, to yeah, that yeah. effect. Yeah, she wasn't consistent enough. She, you wasn't hot right then. Yes, you were hot. You did some things. You wasn't at that level hot, but you was hot. They could have offered you something, but you could have made yourself with your own IP, fully owned it, controlled it, and licensed it if you would have just ran it up yourself. Wait, I'm going to these comments in the chat. They're killing me right now. And to be fair, Netflix offered her a deal. She just wanted more money. It wasn't what she thought she was she was worth. And and people want to refer to the Parkers. Okay, let's talk about the Parkers. You had an overweight single mom 
that was always lusting after uh, some man that didn't perceive to want her. We can do this all day. Right. And when you know we, this is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do. Pick that all the way apart. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I don't see that. The, the Parkers, that's not a win. I mean, it's a win, but it's not the win people might think it is. No. It's not the value add that people think it is. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Tribe Call Quest made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for 2022. I think it's a joke. I think I wasn't aware of that and following that. So you got to kind of educate me on it, but I'm curious to know why you think it's a joke. They are, they have been inducted into 2022's rock and roll hall of fame. This is the rock and roll hall of fame, right? The best of the best, the, uh, the greatest of the greats people that have trans transcended the music. They are beyond music. They are like, you remember these times and these periods, um, certain events, certain songs come on in and you remember you're in the elevator, you hear their music. You understand what the fuck has tribe called quest really done outside of hip hop to transcend hip hop to warrant them being into the rock and roll hall of fame. That's a very interesting point. I would submit and argue that if we want to talk hip hop and then of course just you know we want to talk hip hop hip hop elements rap obviously that hip hop rap culture has come to overtake what we understood to be american pop culture to the degree that it elevates it to a certain level now tripod quest has always been more of like an outskirt kind of underground kind of vibe but a tripod quest did some of the most legendary groundbreaking stuff relative to hip hop rap obviously heavily in the 90s all of their stuff was way a different lane. Uh, they innovated a lot, took it to some jazzy kind of vibes and some just abstract kind of vibes, native tongue kind of looks. They, they've relative to hip hop, they have definitely solidified themselves as legends relative to hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, and being known and certified by hip hop heads. They had a hand in elevating Dilla, and that's a whole other story as well because he doesn't get the props he should. Uh, he helped change the game with Neo Soul and hip hop. So yeah, I mean, a Trackball Quest is like a legacy group that has so much other. They're a pill. They they're pillars for other people that stood and still stand on their shoulders. So if you want to talk hip hop, yes, they are certified high level legends. Mount Rushmore. It's in my opinion because I was always a big fan of Trackball. What Mount Rushmore? They're not... As far I, as hip hop, I argue uh, they're not even in the top ten best hip hop groups of all time. The, uh, top 10 top if they're not in the top 10 midnight marauders don't play with me if if tribe that called was quest a groundbreaking album okay i'll i'll i'll, I'll we're gonna play your game midnight the marauders the my top G. 10 best hip-hop groups ever of all time they're not there oh, i could put the if you're not in the best of the best of your genre this is the I rock see, and roll. The I disagree with that. I think they're definitely top 10. Okay. If not top, top 20, top 15, for sure. Top 10. I'm struggling to think of other, I mean, you know, like, bro, I, I go back with it. So, I mean, EPMD pops in my mind. NWA pops in my mind. Impact wise. We talk music wise, impact wise. All I of mean, it. All of it. Uh, I mean, I would have to say, yeah. I mean, the legacy that they've spawned from other artists, uh, tribe is, uh, I mean, De La Soul, obviously it's all native tongue, but. Ugh. Bruh. 
I'm struggling to think. I mean, NWA, EPMD, if they went into Spawn Dev Squad and all, and I'm, just, I'm just, you know, kind of going with their sort of peers in Wu Tang. Okay. Like groups? Come on. Stay I, in there. I, top I will, 10? They're not top 10. Well, here's my argument. I'm a child of rock. Who, who's one through nine? I, I, okay, so we got Run DMC in no particular order. Run DMC, sure. Grandmaster Flash, and Furious Five. Sure. Uh, NWA. Wu Tang Clan, sure. Outcast, sure. Two, three, four, five. You could go. <sighs> Gotta have you. They're not top ten. They're not in this list. They're not top ten. They're yeah, not. okay. Overall impact. I don't know because Redman came out of that camp. Stop it. They're not. They're not top ten, bro. They're, okay, Public Enemy. That 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 gives okay, us six. Okay. 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 Um, Funky Four Plus One. Okay. That's Eight. seven. Seven. They're not top ten. Because if I go online and look, I can come up with three more groups three more. that that are that that's that's far and above better than a tribe called Quest. They're not top ten. Some of those names you pulled out were like eighties though, so it's kind of like that's a whole different wing almost. You know what I mean? Like how the UFC has like earlier wings. You're right. I mean, you know what I mean? Because hip hop is stratified in that sense. Like wait, from. 80 to 85 78 to 85 that's a whole lane 85 to 90 and then when you start getting around 93 stop even even if we went 90s uh you know what let me let's just do let's just pick up random random search 10 all right let me ask you this yes top 20 they're definitely top 20 okay okay but here here's where i guess you would call me biased i'm a child of rock okay I grew up in rock and blues, but rock is my shit. So when I think rock and roll hall of fame, you, you mean to tell me a tribe called quest belongs in the same shrine as, uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, 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 pink Floyd. Uh, you you know know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't even, I don't even like Pac being in there. But there's nothing even close as far as rock music proper that's even on par with that in the last 30 years. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like we have to account for the fact that music as a whole, the trajectory has gotten worse than better. I mean, I hate to have to say that, but I mean, it's true. Obviously, music has de-evolved, even rock to that degree. I mean, whoa, you made a great point there. But then I have to think like. We're, it's not like we're going upwards in impact. We're going downhill. So we've already reached the apex in creativity in like power with rock music. Obviously, you know, this stuff has been co-opted to a certain degree where some of the best stuff is never going to be heard. You're anyway. right. So, you know what I mean? We got to factor that in, I would say. You're right. But I'm 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 like Gene Simmons. I don't I don't look at hip hop as anything close to being on par as of the best rock songs genre music ever i don't but that, i mean be- that's speaking to a whole different demographic at a different time that had far more reach and possible eyes at the time so it's almost not even comparable okay but I so let's do it oh, let, let me ask you this so you mean to tell me a, a tri called quest belongs in a shrine with groups like led zeppelin fleetwood mac jefferson starship pink floyd tom petty aerosmith black sabbath van halen Kiss, but AC/DC. most of their biggest joints are from '60s to maybe let's say ending in '90. Then I say have so your own hip hop. I say have your yeah. own hip hop hall of because it this has is... to be. Yes, 
Yes, we're in agreement there. Okay. Like, because you can't, you can't make. I see where you're going with that, but it's like a whole different concept, whole different demographic, whole different ball game to to compare those rock legends to what hip hop has done in the last forty years. Yeah, is nowhere near a fair discussion. So yeah. yeah, to that point. So within the limited nature and time and progression that hip hop rap has had, if you want to try to shoehorn that into rock and roll hall of fame then there's certain concessions and certain uh, a bell curve that you got to give to that, right? Like, because it's nowhere near on par. I will concede this, right. I will concede the only hip-hop artist that I felt ever deserved to be in there is LL Cool J. Because without LL Cool J, there's no Def Jam. Damn what Run DMC did. There's no Def Jam. There's no mainstream anything for hip-hop without LL. LL is like the one MC that deserves to be around, uh, amongst those greats. Eminem, no. Tupac, no. Dance will not try Call Quest. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, no. To that point, I understand. And obviously, within that point, to that point, he's an anomaly, yes. right? Like, he changed the game for hip-hop, yes. for sure. Even for, like, Queens, New York, rap, you know what I mean? And then, obviously, opening the door for taking things to, you know, for better or for worse, mainstream television and whatnot. Like, he carved the way for Ice T, even you could say, yeah. Uh, Ice T, interesting point there. Uh, I mean, if we want to talk transcendence and impact, uh, but yeah, and I see where you're going with that. I just don't know if it's entirely comparable, but I see what you're saying. My I, I have to look at it from a, a divided standpoint, though. The last 40 years, I'm 43. I've been, you know, a follower of hip hop stuff my whole life. Yeah, and seeing the trajectory, I grew up with all this stuff we're talking about. But you can't compare that to like the Led Zeppelins and the Pink Floyd. Like that's a whole different ball game. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole different stadium. I agree. Literal I agree. stadiums packed like tens of thousands of people. Not to say hip hop groups haven't done that, but what you're talking about is a whole different concept. So it's like, yeah, to the point of what you're saying, and you know more about rock than me because you grew up with I wasn't that that heavy on rock like that. But I know the groups you're listing, and those were like heavyweights, way heavy heavyweights, and way longer of activity or at least all longer in activity and existence right mm -hmm. i mean it's not a fair argument and then you stretch and then i you know and then when i mentioned the black rock artists the chuck berries the robert johnsons oh yeah it, it, you can't you know ike turner's like you can't you can't you can't <laughs> you can't there's no way yeah okay god when you put it that way too yeah 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 I mean, yeah, I guess ultimately what it boils down to is it's not a fair discussion because you're kind of shoehorning hip hop into something that's way broader. That's right. So when you said that, yeah, there should be a separate in there, you know, there's obviously hip hop awards kind of things. But yeah, when you start talking about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, then it should be something separate. Uh, I guess that's the best way to describe it because it's not comparable. Right. It's, it can be argued that it's not even comparable, even just what it would take to produce that in. I mean, man, this were, this is a whole different era where bands are touring around the world and you got roadies and you got all this craziness. You got live, you know what I mean? They playing back to back nights, whole bands, live instrumentation, rocking hours long shows, thousands of people. It's not quite the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I see we're going with that. So part of me is to look at it from like ratings of, you know, top, I said, like how we kind of started off, mm. Tribe, even top 10 hip hop wise. Mm, I, I could see how you say they're not top 10, top 20 for sure, in my opinion, based on some of the other. Definitely you know, top 20. Added up but the they're not, yeah, they're not the best yeah, to ever do it. And, 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 and I, I, 
they're they're not amongst the greats. I I, I put you know um um Gangstar over a tribe called Quest because they mm. did the jazz thing first. Guru with 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 Premier and Jasmine Taz, those albums. Like okay, I won't say he did it first, but I say he had a he gave jazz a bigger spotlight than what yeah. anything the Native yeah. Tongues could have ever done with with jazz. Like you know, yeah, it, I agree. I agree. I mean, they they tribe incorporated the more jazz elements just in their production without even saying it like guru specifically went and did jasmine Taz like yeah. or direct intentional focus so i see where you're going with that and that's an interesting point yeah obviously the gang stars in that top 10 top 20 discussion without a doubt i mean premier alone just the legacy of that yeah no i agree yeah i see what you're saying looking at it from you know how rock and roll hall of fame when you start mentioning somebody like chuck berry and some of these other big names you listed then yeah it's hard to argue how that makes sense to have tribe in there yeah you make some interesting points like like looking at it for holistically from that standpoint uh, i see your argument for why that why that's kind of a reach i got a question for you from the chat um here we go necessary acts uh do you think the current generation is even interested in going to comedy shows in regards to the monique throwing her own tour i say yes because Corey holcomb is still eating pretty good on the road guys like him um uh, all those old heads i think so the older heads maybe not so much the young folk what what say you or what have you seen so far i can't say because honestly i haven't really been out that much um i've been kind of shut off from a lot of stuff in the last few years especially with this whole 2020 situation but mm-hmm. um yeah now nah, younger folks uh i mean god you're talking about z to millennials probably not i mean i don't know maybe i'm just i got it kind of skewed i mean again i'm here in the bay area most of these dudes are either just wilding out on some street crazy street craziness or just in a bag on trying to think they're gonna be the next rapper so the 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 overall like flavor and kind of understanding of things is tapered off and i'm saying it through a lens of you know the bay area for the most part yeah um comedy shows I mean, they do kind of comedy at Yoshi's. That's you know, Oakland's one of the main Oakland spots. They would do comedy. Um, then they got the comedy clubs in San Francisco, and that whole demographic is f- falling off in a lot of ways. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not seeing it. Uh, at least the trajectory, the way I see it, to the point of that comment, I figure I feel like comedy shows relative to some of the like comedy spots, I see that trajectory tapering off more and more. Okay. Yeah, because Kevin Hart's going to be out here in a, in a couple weeks, and I was like, do I want to go see Kevin Hart? And I was like, nah. Nah. I don't know if I would go see Kevin Hart if somebody, if I got free tickets. I would still be like, mm. Ouch. Mm. Ouch. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Last big comedy thing, I saw Mike Epps, and this was in Oakland, like a Coliseum, the Oracle Arena. But this was still like five years ago or so, five, six years ago. I don't know. Like my whole thought of even going to events is just totally skewed after going to events. I was going to say, that does, stuff. does that change your, your, how you, you going out and being around a bunch of people now that it got yeah, you, they got I, to you the too, The whole huh? lure of it is like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You, nah. you know, it's bad when you have a sneeze coming and you're like, man, let me find somewhere to go, go sneeze or cough. Because once you do that, everyone's like, right, right. Yeah. It's even more weird now. I mean, God, in, yeah, here in the Bay Area too, like, bro, no. Like, yeah, my whole thought process on, 
again, doing event type stuff and doing media type work. And even before this, uh, I was, you know, almost every night from Oakland to San Francisco, all around the Bay Area, pulling up at some event. And it's, you know, when Lauren Hill's coming, Erica Badu's coming, yeah. West Love's coming, uh, Most Def, whoever. I'm pretty much in the mix with those things and know the people bringing them out. Ankh Marketing, a big crew out here. I was tapped in with a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. So it got to points where it's just work, you know what I mean? You know, a famous person, oh, dope, okay. And I mean, I've been in situations where uh went to a show, Fox Theater, uh, Black Star reunion. I'm filming at it. I was only me and my uh assistant, only okay. crew there. We filming, we you know, all in VIP. And then later we go to this after spot, and most Def is sitting right there, Dave is sitting right there, and they just we just sitting talking with them like no big deal. I was like, damn, just have a chill. And this got dudes in here worth millions of dollars just chilling like regular dudes, sitting back throwing drinks, chopping it about whatever. To where it's like, eh, eh. Do I want to, if I'm going to go to this show, I need to be able to walk around to the back exit and somebody say, come on in. I'm not waiting in line. Yeah. I'll pay even if I have to pay. But, yeah. you know, if they're going to go, I got to drive all the way to the city. Yeah. Like, it need to be like, damn, they're just laid at my feet. <laughs> I got to the point of getting paid to go to stuff to where it's kind of like if I'm not getting paid to go to this I've done this already I've seen them before I've talked to them before mm-hmm. well, whatever you know what I mean like yeah it just got all demystified it's like damn I ruined it <laughs> let me uh I want to talk to Nicki Minaj for a hot minute you don't think she's a female goat stop playing Who who is your female goat? Don't don't give me no don't give me rap shitty. Don't give me uh 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 who's the other sister? <sighs> don't give me don't give me no no don't give me nobodies. Give me somebody's. You if I'm gonna talk female goat, you know I'm going to the late eighties, nineties. Okay. I mean Okay, Light Latifah, probably your best you, that's more i'm already obviously that was in my wheelhouse like i'm thinking like just innovation wise come i mean cha-cha-cha stop playing with me uh i mean so many joints she had queen latifah had joints i mean even i mean she has a lot of joints but i'm even just off the top of my head uh you're right unity the unity joint um and then she transcended you know for whatever that's worth mainstream setting it off uh with her (laughs) i'm gonna say that um, <laughs> she was she was diesel in that <laughs> she was thugging it uh, <laughs> looking like sugar bear uh, nah I mean Latifah light I don't see like just uh, let, let's just settle in on those two right there okay. I can't see how you can put those two anywhere near or Nikki near those two. There's just way too much legacy like factor to that. And maybe that's not even a fair argument. But a goal? Female goal? Like Yeah, I, I am of the of the mindset that when she's done, she will be if she's not already, she will be considered the, the best female MC to ever do it. She has um I, I don't know if there's another word other than transcend. She has She's become a god to people. But that's like, I mean, so are we talking? Every metric possible, she smashes everybody. Now, people are saying Missy, 
in was actual Missy... like lyricism, I'll put Missy over. I wasn't even a fan of Missy, nor was I ever a fan of uh Nikki. Like even like music wise, lyricism, I struggle to name a Nikki song. Uh I just never followed her career like that. I know okay. her status. I get all that. I've heard some things where she was pulling up on like Sway or some places where it was like, oh God, she actually ripped some bars on that thing right there. But grand scheme of things, I've never heard anything that stuck in my mind as a high impact Nikki song. I've been way more impressed by Missy songs, even though her vibe was like kind of corny to me and some of the stuff she was doing at the time just was, you know, the videos were just way over the top and just hella extra. Like, like I'm not a okay, fan You know of... what? I'm curious because as you, with your cinematographer eyes, your visual eyes, you didn't like what Hype Williams was doing with the fisheye lens? You didn't like that? I guess I like the imagery, but I just, I guess I didn't like like how she was styled and just sort of like the silly over, I've never been a fan of super silly over the top hip hop anything. So okay. when something looks too like bubblegumish and too like over the top, like, man, I came up with from too short to NWA to Wu Tang to you know what I mean? Like I was more on the grimier to Nas, like Nas, Nas, like nasty Nas, like you know what I mean? I, I was on that mob deep, you know what I mean? Like that was more my lane. So some of the glitzy stuff when it started getting more big, willy, flashy backgrounds and sets and all that, it's like uh, not not so much. Okay, but for Missy, she wasn't slim. She was a big girl, big chocolate girl. Sure. And the way they approached it was from a comedic aspect. So they had to do that to kind of break people All into her, which yeah. I get, but I could see how that could, that could annoy, you know, uh, some, some folks and even you, you know, I've, but, I've always been more of like people will be, oh, you, you know, I've always been, you know, from the West coast or you East coast dude or whatever, whatever. I'm like, bro, stop it. I'm from Oakland. Like, I'm, you know, been, soaking up stuff from Oakland, Blayo, whatever, all of us from SAC, all that stuff. Like, I can tell you all the stuff from SAC to LA to whatever. Uh, I, I, uh, Hip-hop purist-ish kind of vibe. And, yeah, I mean, she innovated. She did some things. And I understand what they had to do image-wise with her. But, yeah, fluffy, crazy suits and all this stuff. Like, even when Busta started getting real wild with his stuff, I was like, eh, I was with you with uh, <laughs> uh, Leaders of the New School. That was a different vibe. When you start getting crazy with these the sets and the glitzy lights and all that, like, nah. He, I mean, but with that said, okay. I can still say I'm more impressed with the delivery, the unique nature of what she was doing more so than a Nikki. And then I have to say it like being a dude that grew up with hip hop and understanding what was done with hip hop, how it was weaponized. When you start coming with a Nikki following on the heels of a uh, Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, start getting into the Big Willie, hypersexualized, bad bitch kind of vibe, and that trajectory going to where it's at now, whoa. I'll no. give you that. It's problematic, no. but she took no. everything that everybody did and has done it better. Now, the only the only legitimate threat I give you is Missy. Now, do you consider Missy a, a, a rapper, singer? She's, you know, her, her pen game is mean, so it's like, does she even fit in the box? That's the thing, like, like if we're gonna talk rap, MC lyricist purist, she's more of an entertainer. She's entertaining in the whole imagery they put behind it. So she's like an artist entertainer. Versus when you ask me, I'm gonna be like core, starting with what was your bar game like? What was your metaphor game like? Like okay. I'm always starting okay. from there. That's okay. my my bar is always gonna start from there, and then innovation, impact, uh, originality. So when you start talking about a light or a Latifa, like that's prime getting into i mean roxanne shantae like i was you know 
in the mix then i mean the real roxanne like man innovator levels obviously you can't put them in a goat discussion but light latifah there's some other people i'm missing too but uh i don't know i mean it's interesting right because that's almost like a different wing because now we're talking late 80s 90s wing and then we're talking late 90s 2000s wing around 2000s i kind of checked out on a lot of the mainstream fluff because that's when i was just locked in on like dilla to mad lib and i was just on a whole other underground hype at that point um i see what you're saying though i mean if you want to talk transcendence you want to talk like that she's still in the mix now if she dropped a project right now it's it'll it, go it's, crazy exactly it's not even fair though because the whole industry has been like funneled into this thing where people's level of focus is so met so artificially zoned in on right. what they told you to be hot so it's not even a fair argument you, I, I, you're right and the whole streaming thing has taken artists now to levels where when it was just tapes and cds it's like you you really can't measure the two it's not you're not right comparable. you're right but unfortunately the times we live in these are the new metrics right, so right. I, I guess it's new metrics versus old metrics who had a bigger impact in their time that's Nikki by far. But if there was no light in Latifah, there would be no Nikki. So, I mean, I don't know if it's that easy to say. Okay. I don't think there's points that could be made on both, you know, where we're at here now and we're here now. Could Latifah drop something right now and it have the same impact as Nikki? No. no. <laughs> could light do it? No. Uh, so it's an interesting discussion. I don't know. I, I think, I don't know, man. That's an interesting point because even if Nikki did drop something, she could literally drop anything now. She, she could drop she, something that sounds just like WAP or just like the last thing she did. And just because everything is so cookie cutter now, it doesn't even matter. The The bar of quality is so low. Fair. It would just blow just on her name. But people so don't it's not forget. Even fair. You're right. But she re-released a, a, a mixtape that was 10 years old a few months back and it was it was it charted on billboard now how much you want to give to the label doing what it does but the label's gonna do what it's gonna do anyway but um i i'll give y'all missy but missy ain't done shit since when missy's out of the game nikki's right. still in it nikki's still in it she's still on top whether you rank her cardi b 181b you know will cardi b have the trajectory uh, the trajectory that nikki has i don't think so because yeah, Nikki, no, it, it, Nikki will always be attached to Wayne. She got Wayne and Drake in the back, in the, in the wings. If if, if she needs that help, right, right? Cardi doesn't have anybody like that behind her or, or on right. the side of her. That's why I give no, Nikki you're right. the edge. She's attached to some way yeah. bigger yeah. legacy names. Yeah, that's right. why I give Nikki the edge. I would have to say, all things considered, and the fact that she could drop now and do something crazier than what WAP did or whatever, like. But to call her like a goat, like from a hip hop purist, like dog, that, sorry, I have bro. trouble. I have trouble wrapping my mind around that because it's like <laughs> I could because there's so many factors, there's so much nuance to it in grand scheme of things. It's like even if we take it to just cultural relevance, positivity, like you got daughters, would you want to? Oh God, hell no! I, listen, when I hear <laughs> when I hear grown women. Listen to, I was like, ah, I mean, y'all listen to me. Y'all be listening to Meg. But you know what? A lot of older chicks be listening to Meg and then the motherfuckers list. No, I know. Oh, believe me, I know. Like when I, I when I was bothering to be on Facebook, I was like, you know, because I was in the mix throwing events and whatnot. And I was telling my DJs that my events that I was paying for. Yeah. 
let's not do the same top 40 mainstream stuff. Dig, go in your bag and find some stuff that's going to break new records at my joint. Right. Go dig and break new records. Feel free to do that. Even if everybody ain't dancing, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Break new music at my joint. Get fresh. And DJs would love that. Yeah. And I would talk about these kind of things, like the proliferation of the, like the Cardi B types and whatnot. And as the trap wave got more interesting, I remember the first time I heard Young Thug, I was like, that's a real artist? Yeah, Young Thug. I was like, that name is so generic. Like, really? He has it devolved like that young thug? Like, yeah, what? the youngs, the littles, the lils, and uh, I mean, just young thug. Like, can't we get at least an attempt at some creativity with some kind of a name? Like, the branding is horrible. Like, yeah. wow. But I just say that to say, like, point out that whole trajectory and this whole idea of well, black men are supposed to be protectors and yada, yada, yada from the idea of like the optics of black women and we want more black community and coupling. I'm like, okay, so you want these women sort of representing y'all brand? Shut up. They're empowering us. You don't come at them. It's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so you understand that there's little girls out here rapping Cardi B lyrics. Well, their mother should just be, you know, it's between them and their parents. Every excuse possible. So it's like, all right, I'll fall back and y'all good then. Yeah. Y'all got to live with that. That's y'all branding. Um. Let, oh, okay. Got a question for you. Would you, uh, what's your take on the Beastie Boys' contribution to the culture? Wow. Yeah. I mean, they came in, you know, that's eighties. Like they came in with the whole Def Jam thing. They, I mean, that the first joint with Paul Revere and all that. I mean, listen, I that album was old a tapes, fucking classic. I pieces. <laughs> all them songs. Yeah. I mean, it did. I mean, they kind of went over into a rock kind of vibe too. So what you, what you, what you want? I was I rock that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. I mean, certified legends in the game. So, you know, white dudes, whatever certified legends in the game. I mean, I don't think that's really argued at all. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. I'll do you one better. I still listen to Vanilla Ice. I still listen to Ice Ice Baby. I mean, when that first came out, it actually slapped, though. Like, yes. I, I, I can't even front. I can't front. Like, yes. again, for me being from the West Coast, too, it was like, we kind of just took everything, like, huh, we, we could give everything a fresh ear. And then, you know, plus I'm younger at the time, it just didn't even, like, cross my consciousness the idea of oh is this an attempt at trying to like whitewash or water down and kind of open the door to commercial type looks or whatever like people came at hammer and you know hammers from right here right yeah. so we show hammer a lot of love but then some people are like well hammer is taking it mainstream and hammer is doing certain things but it's like you know to a certain degree hammer paved the way for a lot of what's i was about to say now. yeah did he not was he ahead of the curve was he too ahead of the curve he was too ahead of the okay. curve and a lot of the East Coast people did not like it because it wasn't purest, purest. I mean, shit, he was one of the first people to have like live bands on stage and then Short was doing that too and people came at Short for that. They didn't like that too. Short was, you know, rocking live bands. Uh, Hammer's whole stage shows and all that. I mean, obviously he had the, the big, you know, sample record and that caused controversy even with the whole sampling laws and all that. Like, yeah, he was super influential. Yeah, but uh, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, man, I love it, man. Just the whole like, my whole history yeah. growing up with hip hop like that and really being able to just take it at, as it came. Like, Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Like to your exact point. And I feel it. That's what's up. Um, then about an hour and a half. I go. Let's, okay. Okay. Same argument. I gave Drake. Drake will be, if he's not already the go to hip hop. Bruh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You talking to a real, hip-hop 
MC purist samples lyricism bars. Your best Just off top. If you want to talk about the idea that he has a lot of ghost written stuff, that DQ they don't even care anymore. Immediately, but they don't even care anymore. They the goalpost has been shifted for these newer these these new guys. I admit that. Unfortunately, when we're in our sixties. These young kids are going to have at it. They'll be on the voting committees and all this stuff. They'll be rewriting the, the narratives and the history. Drake will, if he's not already, will be the go to no. hip hop. All right, look at this. Look at this. Check this out. It has to be considered in wings. It has to be because it's not comparable because literally the technology has altered the, the landscape and the playing field. It's not comparable. You can't talk about the jive records the even the dev jam the 90s you can't talk about what you know hyro was able to do short was able to do nwa was able to do even in the time you know Pac, whatever let's just say 90s golden era mm -hmm. wu-tang you can't compare that even with the 2000s let alone 2015 to 14 to now like it's a whole different concept we didn't even have these proliferated we didn't have streaming at this point now the industry has literally socially engineered people's minds to want and to like totally jump up and down for cookie cutter music that sounds the same okay so if an artist who came out in 2010 is still hot which is still just a weird thing right the way they cycle through them let's even say 2015 mm -hmm. they cycle through these people so fast now it's just amazing that's why i can't even keep my head around it but um somebody big right mm -hmm. they could drop a record that comes out it slaps because of course it does. Cause it sounds like everything that's just meant to you know, anything with the trap syncopated quantize certain beat cadence with the right subs and with the right, you know, off tuned synthy sounds is just the hot sound. So just do that. And mm -hmm. then do that's the double time trap kind of flow and bam, you got a hit. You're a star kid. So do that. So do that over and over for five years, 10 years, 20 years, and you're the GOAT? Stop it. We're talking a whole social engineer consciousness of how people even consume music. Okay. There's no understanding of musicianship or musicality. So you can't possibly take even 2010 to now or even 2000 to now and compare it to. So you break it up by decades. You would have to. There's the only that's the only you would have to break it up by decades. And then all bets are off now going into the future because. I mean, I need, after the whole trap wave and just seeing like, whoa. So it's like, I, I use the analogy, you can s keep selling people the same vanilla ice cream cone over and over, mm -hmm. but as long as you put a certain marketing campaign behind it, they're going to think it's some whole new flavor. But it's the same ass flavor over and over. Like they got people that dumbed down. Your taste buds are that whack now mm -hmm. to where, oh, I'm loving this new thing that was the exact same thing they just put out. Like, really? They gotcha. did that to you? Stop playing with me. <laughs> um, final question. But it's, lit, but, it's <laughs> but it's it's a vibe. Yeah. All the excuses. Sonically, this person is blah, blah, blah. I'm like <laughs> You know, no, even I have to fight to understand where these the, 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 these kids are going and I try to I try. So I don't I, I don't I try I try not to minimize, I try not to judge them too harshly because they have a story to tell as well and I want to be respectful and, and understanding. But it's 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 a it's a fight for me to be like, okay, you know the new like weird emo thug wave where everybody sings kind of raps, but then it's auto tune and it's weird kind of off like their voices sound like they just hit puberty or some kind of weird thing, and it's like, wait, are you guys supposed to be hard street dudes? But then it's this weird emo 
opiate drugged out kind of vibe but then you're in the video shirts off with guns pointed at the screen like what are we talking about here it's just sly you're trying to feel their story <laughs> like, <laughs> i try bro i try i try good, uh, good on you <laughs> final question before i let you go um sure. your opinion the best uh mc to come from the west coast ever if you had to pick one to go against to go against the best of new york if you had to pick one guy from the West Coast to take on five guys from, from New York, five NYC's best, if you had to pick one, if you're going to die on, with, on the hill with one female, I mean one uh, West Coast MC, all genres, to go against Jay Nas, who, uh, 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 the, the, the goats of New York, you got to die with one. Oh, that is such a hard question. That's a hard question. And pick any MC out the West Coast in their prime. In their prime. Man, that's kind of a, a wing thing too. But the first thing that popped in my mind as I'm fluttering through real quick, and the thing that keeps coming up, ding, ding. Ice Cube. Because death certificate was high bar top five joints for me top three maybe and just how hard he was on that okay i'm like because that i mean but obviously that's a whole other that's way back right i'm gonna yeah. have to go back for that damn oh um damn all right you know what i'll give you i'll give you three three on five three guys from the west coast that you're gonna die you're gonna die in battle with Okay, so I mean, okay, because are we talking overall reach? Are we talking Every, whatever metrics you want to use? Yes, because you already know one of my guys, one of my top underrated favorite MCs, West Coast, is uh, Planet Asia. Oh, that, if you don't know him, for sure, stupid bar, for sure, some, for some sure, might not know. Yeah, so I would, yeah, if I was gonna put together some kind of Voltron Supreme team, uh, Cube, Asia. Who else? Who else? Who else? There's somebody I'm kind of wanting to say this. This is interesting. I'll lay this card down. This might this is gonna be an obscure one too, but this is one of my favorite MCs. Uh MED. Okay. Metaphor. That was a slick dude. Like, you know, he he did a lot of stuff with uh Mad Lib. He was mm -hmm. some joints, Stone's Throw, Mad Lib era. Um there's I know there's some other people that I'm missing though, but yeah. Those are the people that I would lock in with for sure. I mean, that's a hard game because when I think of East Coast, I'm like, God, okay. Nas is one of my highbrow dudes. Black Thought. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All time go for me right there. Like, I I, I don't see how you could argue otherwise. Uh, thought is a high level goat to me. Uh, yeah, West uh, East Coast just got too many of them because, I mean, I don't know. Hip hop born out of New York. Something about lyricism. Uh, obviously, uh, Black Thought's from Philly, but um, yeah. I don't know. Metaphor I mean, bars. I love though. I know you like the game for some kind of. I, man, I slept on. Maybe I he, slept on game. I don't I, know. I, I if I'm going to die with one MC out the way, I, it, I'm dying with the game. Yeah, I'm dying with him. I got to go back and do some homework. If somebody in here said E40, I'm like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fan of 40 and the click and all that, but come on. Ice Cube during his prime. Yeah, keep it techie. Knows what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, Ice Cube, way ahead of his time way ahead of his time uh i know, you can't put short like short innovative did all that you know player stuff but yeah nah. um 
Oh, I mean, hieroglyphics had a lot of spitters. Casual. 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 Oh, um, let me get a fourth. Ta tash, tash from uh, the alcoholics. Tash, tash is my favorite. You know? Too. Yeah. You know, and then you always got to throw Razkaz in there. I mean, you guys got Razz monsters in there. You got, you know, but for I me. I put kind of like Razkaz in uh, Asia in the same lane. Yeah. And I would say that uh, Asia edges out Razkaz, in my opinion, uh, kind of in that pocket of MC artist but casual but that's still like way more underground it's high row i mean even souls of mischief like all of them had bars yeah. like on the night due to infinity like they yeah. all had crazy bars that project in my opinion one of the top favorite uh hip-hop albums period uh and i think that was kind of slept on um i'm looking in the chat <laughs> they wow wow they don't like they don't yeah, like I, I slept i slept on, i slept on the chat yeah, like I said, the game for me, like, I just think he just does everything well, you know, and, you know, I think uh, his 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 rhyme structure goes good against those guys on the East Coast because it's pretty much the same pattern. I, but I, I just, for me, he does it. Like, he just does everything well to the point where I just, him. But that's, that's me, you know. Maybe I just slept on him, Maybe like if Razkaz had a longer catalog, he'd be the number one guy against anybody. But he just ain't got, mm. he, ain't, he didn't have the catalog. He didn't have yeah, the catalog. Right. And he kind of stayed in a certain lane. Yeah. Because yeah, when yeah. you talk West Coast, backpacker, yeah. hip hop, underground, kind of, yeah, he didn't. I mean, West Coast is just an interesting challenge when you talk sort of like, because he was kind of like the LA Central Valley Bay Area kind of lane, but underground hip hop, backpacker ish versus LA kind of at the same time coming up out of the Dre G Funk kind of era where that was outshining and everything to where, yeah, it's interesting kind of dynamics out of the 90s into the 2000s on the West Coast period. So, yeah, he just didn't catch the right wave at the right time. Yeah, because he, he had yeah, momentum. Soul of Ice, like, Soul of Ice, like, okay, he's next up. Like, obviously, he's the he's the man. And it just whatever, I know he had issues with uh with Priority. Like, I know some of the issues that with that label. Um, And it just kind of, the momentum, he never recaptured the buzz after that, you know, really. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruh, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Please shout yourself out. I've been spamming your, your channel in the links. My man, talk to him. I appreciate you, man. No, uh, you already know what it is. Uh, Super Sly, heavily flawed individual, been a fan for years. I've uh, been on many, many panels with this brother right here. Uh, you know, I'm just lowly old me, AM1, uh, videography, uh, creative consulting, production work. Uh, just, you know, doing my thing, made a nice little career for myself and just flexing, having fun on this YouTube thing, talking shit with the fam and, you know, super dope to be able to do this chat with you, sir. And, you know, get on some highbrow discussions and even take it back to, you know, growing up with hip hop. Yeah. Big fan of that. Uh, yeah. Let's do it more often, man. Shout yes. Out to, yes. Uh, I, Nick Taylor. Shout out to everybody in the chat, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Love to, bro. Yeah. We'll definitely make that happen. So with that being said, thank you for everybody for hanging out, giving us the time and energy. Hopefully you guys learned something, got different uh, perspective and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, I like having a highbrow uh, combo because it, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, that does make sense <laughs> because you we're in a sea of all these echo chambers, man. It's like, damn, am I the only one that thinks like this? And then, you know, I, I talk to you. It's like, no, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> my man, as always, thank you for hanging out. Definitely. I will be, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch for sure though. So yeah. For sure. Th thank you, bro. Right on brother. Yes, yeah. sir. Yo, that's my man AM1. Please go sub to his channel. Um, I'm a fan, as you should be too. Um, hopefully you guys got something out of this, learned something, you know, whatever. And 
uh, under, you know, learn different perspectives and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, thank you everybody for hanging out. We'll catch y'all again. Have a good one. Peace.